0: Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants. Learn more at MetalRoofingConsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries. Learn more at IsaiahIndustries.com. So how much is product and how much is actually the salesperson in a sale? You know, I get that question all the time. And I want to tell you that good products don't sell themselves. Every day, there are poor quality products that are sold, but they have such a great presentation. So how does that happen and why? You see, poor products with a great presentation means there's a great salesperson behind it that understands some simple things. Simple things like how to build trust and how to get that salesperson To like them. So I'd like to explore that. You see, it's frustrating when you sell a top notch product and you are suffering to sell as much as a person that has not even half as good product as yours, but their sales are phenomenal. That all comes through the excitement, it all comes through the presentation, it all comes through getting the people to like you and to trust you. Think about the last salesman that you dealt with. Did you have a favorable opinion of them? Chances are no. Chances are you were rolling your eyes already after just a couple of minutes. Chances are they wanted to tell you about their company. They want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about their kids. You said something and they said something to one-up you. You mentioned something about a boat and he wanted to tell you about his boat. You mentioned a vacation and he wanted to tell you about his vacation. Then they always interrupt, say, well, it's not about me. It's about you. They know that. But then they want to go on. You mention a town and they want to tell you about a friend they know that lived there and how they used to go fishing in that area. That's what salespeople do. But that's not what good salespeople do. You see, good salespeople know how to build trust. And building trust is simply caring, understanding where that person's at and asking questions. Asking them questions about why, who, What, when, where? doesn't matter the product. Plug product in and answer those questions. Who, what, when, where, why? Now, I will tell you, it's not your first question that's going to get you anywhere. It's going to be the follow-up question. For instance, we're selling roofs. We might ask, what is it about a metal roof that they like? And they might list off two or three things. Chances are they're going to say something about that they're maintenance-free. Um, Well, okay. And if you just went on that, you've really gained absolutely nothing. Maintenance-free. So, Bob, when you say maintenance-free, could you elaborate on that, what you're looking for? And then listen intently. Now, I've said listen a couple of times already. And I want you to practice active listening when somebody says something to you. And you don't interrupt them. You don't formulate your next question. You listen to what they're saying very intently. And then you follow that up with another question about what they ended with. Such as the example I just gave you where, what is it about a metal roof that you like? And he says, I want something that's maintenance-free. Hmm. Don't go ask him another question. Follow up that one. When you say maintenance-free, could you elaborate on that? And then let him answer. And he may say something about, well, I I don't want to ever have to get up and work on that chimney again. Oh, chimney. Tell me a little bit about what you've had to do so far with your chimney. Now I'm at question number three on maintenance. Well, I've had to go up there every couple of years. We've had a leak. I've had guys out. And I've really just realized I had to get up there and tar it every couple of years where it starts leaking. Really? every couple years. So I'm repeating something back to him. He knows I'm actively listening to what he says. And he says, I never want to get up there again. Ooh, Bob, you said that awful strong. Never? Not if I don't have to. So when that leaks, what happens? And he may tell you about how it comes down through his ceilings. And then I want to find out what kind of problems does that create for you? So this becomes conversational all about a chimney. An inexperienced salesperson that isn't liked and loved, he asks the question this way. So when you say maintenance-free and the guy mentions, yeah, I never want to get up and do that chimney, yeah, okay. So what color are you guys thinking? So he takes them on a whole different path. There was no conversation here at all. And so there's no relationship that is built between customer and sales representative. Something else that you can do is use a process called echolalia. Echolalia is where they will say something and you repeat that right back to them with kind of a question mark at the end of it. And then they will go dig deeper and deeper trying to explain that to you. You see, when we take a look at a good polished salesperson, someone that people love and like versus somebody who's on their own agenda and isn't so well-liked, you start to see that the person that isn't well-liked is consumed with closing. I mean all consumed. They're focused on it from the beginning to the end. Now, I'm not saying you should ever make a sales call with with the intent of not helping somebody. But when I say helping somebody, you don't sell products to people who don't need them. You don't lie to people. give them misinformation just to make a sale. But some people are so focused on closing that that's at the top of their mind. They go by ABCs of closing. Always be closing. They'll have a mantra such as close early and close often. Well, I don't subscribe to that. And if you subscribe to that, You're going to get some sales. You're going to have a very high cancellation rate. You're going to have a very high finance denied rate because they're not going to give you all the information to get them financed. And it becomes a disaster. To sell and to be a super salesperson, whether you have a great product or a not so great product, is to listen to that customer ask questions. What, first of all, is this customer, what is their goal? What is it that that they want to accomplish? You see, as salespeople, we believe that one of the things that people always want to have is a low price. I don't believe that. But salespeople always assume that. They believe that price is always going to be an issue. And I think price disappears when you have solutions. Price is not always a problem. There are some things, though, that I will recognize. Somebody's always going to have a cheaper price. No matter what. I don't care how cheap you make it, somebody's always going to have a cheaper price. I believe that price can be a barrier for some people when you're handling high-quality products. They may it could be an affordability issue, but it's not all-encompassing like people think that price is the problem. I will say rarely lowering the price is needed to get a sale so let's take a look at a couple of things if the secret sauce is in the salesperson and it's not in the product then it's the salesperson that needs to improve you get one shot one shot at a great first impression so i want you to stop and think about what is your first impression now i've asked that question of hundreds and hundreds of salespeople and I get this strange look, and they, they're like, well, I um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, first of all, for it to be a great first impression, it needs to be purpose-filled. In other words, if you're going to run a whole day, and you're going to run two or three leads, how many shirts did you leave your house with that day? So the person that gets your third appointment, they get to see that you worked all day in that shirt, and it's starting to get soiled. It might be a little moist. It's no longer crisp. They get a second rate impression, right? Huh, never thought about that. So I'm asking you to purposely look at what is your first impression in looks. I want to give you a scenario. You pull up to a house and you get out of the car. You jack your pants up because your pants aren't aligned. Stretch everything out there. You've got a piece of gum in your mouth. I've seen salespeople who smoke do this. They take that out of their mouth and they toss it on the ground. Okay, you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner and you've got an appointment, you're expecting that person's coming to your house. Where are you? Well, you're not standing on the front porch. You're behind the window. You may be standing six, eight feet from that window back in the room because you know they can't see you. But you can see everything that's going out. And if that is your first impression, you've got problems because that's stereotypical of what they're expecting from a salesperson. So let me give it to you a different. Stop before you get to the appointment, make sure your hair's combed, shirts changed, you're fresh, you've rinsed your mouth with some mouthwash and you're ready to go, it's game day. You pull in, you get out of your car, you turn, you look at the house and you wave like you're waving to a friend. Whether you can see him or not with a smile on your face. What you have done is you've set a precedent for being somebody different because that's what you would do to a friend. If you were in a friend's house, you'd wave at him. Pretend your friend is there. Now, it does something to you also. Inside, it lights you up. All of a sudden, you've got good feelings running through your bones. Next, go to the door. And when you go to the door, be a minimalist. In other words, it's okay to take a clipboard, take a notebook because you're going to ask some questions that should be part of your your step selling process but do not go to the door loaded down with 3 4 cases like you're moving in like you're intimidated like john candy just come to visit go to the door with a smile on your face knock on the door take a step back wait for them to answer the door reach up grab the storm door open it up and have a planned greeting that goes something like this Bob Smith, he says, yes, Bob, you stick out your hand. I'm Frank Farm from Merrick Metal Bob, thank you for inviting me into your home as you walk up and through the door. That gets me in like almost all the time. I'm treating him with respect. Now, I did something that the average salesperson doesn't do. I used his name three times. There's nothing sweeter to a person than their name. How does a typical salesperson greet themselves? Well, I'm going to ask you to put a tape recorder in your pocket, and I want you to listen to yourself one time before you start making some of these changes and see if you're not making some of these crucial mistakes. Typically, it goes like this. Hi, I'm Frank Farmer from America Metal Roofs. That's the wrong way. See, I need to engage Bob and make him feel good. Now, once I'm inside, it's very, very important that you say to the customer, after you've thanked them for coming into the house, you may look around, you may say, beautiful house. Whatever's natural. If he had a beautiful lawn, you might say, Bob, I got to tell you, that's one of the most beautiful lawns I've seen in a long time. Wow, that was a beautiful, that's a beautiful tractor you got out there. Well, I couldn't help but notice your zero turn all polished up out there. That's wonderful looking. Very, very small time in chit-chat. And I'm moving right away to, did the gals on the phone explain to you what I was going to do? And he's going to say yes, or he's going to say no. A lot of times they say yes, and he'll give me some version of it. And I need to set myself up so he understands what's going to happen. Bob, what I would like to do at first is, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you some questions and find out what you know, what you like, what you want, what your needs are, if that would be okay. Then when I'm done with that, I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna do an examination and I'm gonna measure your roof. And then I'm gonna come inside and I'm gonna do a quick survey around your house to see if there's anything that would prevent us from putting a metal roof on here. And lastly, I'll have you help me do an attic inspection to make sure that a metal roof can go on here and that we don't have any problems that are out there lurking. Chances are they're giving you a chicken nod. They're saying, yes, that's good. And you ask them, can we sit down and I ask you some questions? I need to get married with us right away. And I'm going to start with all the open-ended questions that that I can have for this survey and answer the who, what, when, where's, and why's. The who's the customer, the what, when, and why. I'm going to let him start telling me about his needs. And I'm going to record all of that. And I'm going to see a couple of opportunities that I have that I can ask more questions. When I ask more questions, I can start getting them dreaming. Love to ask the question. If you had a magic wand and you could transform your house into something spectacular, what would you like it to look like? Now, when you ask that question, you're going to get a dumbfounded look on their face. They're going to stare at you because they didn't maybe realize that could even happen. And when you start saying, we can make this thing spectacular. When this roof is going on and you've got traffic going by, people are going to be so amazed at how beautiful this looks. They're actually, if one person stops, the other person behind them is going to run into them. We'll cause a traffic jam out front. And they start to get this feeling inside of this emotion, and it starts to stir. You see, if you can't build a relationship and you can't get them dreaming and they can't see you as a solution, then it really just comes down to product. And when it comes down to product, it's reduced to what I call commodity. And commodity is sold based upon price. So if you don't want to always be hounded by the price objection, they've got to, like you, you've got to uncover some things that they need, become the solution, and price goes out the window because that's in the emotional side of the brain and people will make decisions right now and close $50,000 deals in a three-hour presentation. It is very, very important that we make the customer part of what's going on from the beginning to the end. Our system of selling is step selling. And we're going to start with asking them a whole bunch of questions. I can't just do that with one person. I need to have both parties there. Because I need to turn to Mary and say, Mary, what are your thoughts on that? Bob, I heard what you had to say. Mary, what would you think about this? I need to hear Mary say, I'm not interested at all. So that I can say, and why is that? Well, I just don't think we need a metal roof. You know something? I now know what I've got to do. But to go through this whole thing and only address Bob and never discuss things with Mary and make assumptions she's on board with him, you're going to end up with no sale. The old adage is that the women buy. And I believe that if the woman isn't buying and you sell a roof to the man, that deal will end up canceling. Because what's going to happen later on, if she didn't want it, is she's going to tell him, and I'm going to tell you that that bedroom is going to get awful cold at night. And she is going to win. And that deal is going to get canceled. So I need to have both parties on board. I work at helping Mary get what Mary wants. I'm going to help Mary get the color Mary wants. I'm going to help Mary get the style of what Mary wants. I'm going to help Mary get the granite countertop along with the metal roof if that's what Mary wants. I know the value of working with both people. But when I say get them involved... Beyond the questioning, many times I've been outside examining a roof and I use a pair of binoculars and I will be standing out in the yard and looking up at that roof. And first of all, that's very unusual for them because they're not used to a roof person with a pair of binoculars. And sometimes I'll get them to come out. Usually the man will come out and Bob will say, so what what are you looking at? And I say, well, I'm just wondering what's causing that problem over there. And he says, well, what problem is that? And I'll say, here, look through my binoculars. Look up near that chimney. Do you see that problem that's up there? Tell me what you see. And he looks and looks and looks. Notice I didn't tell him what to look for. I asked him, what did he see? And what does he see as the problem? And he starts to describe it. Now, I didn't tell him. Telling is not selling. But when I include him and he sees that, he says, I never seen that before. Well, I have the opportunity to get him involved, and when I go back inside, and I'm going to go back inside with a baggie full of goods, of stuff that I pulled out of the gutters and was sliding off the roofs and pieces of shingles and put it all together, put, sit down at the table with him, I can show him that the roof's coming apart. And Bob can have the opportunity to explain to Mary what he just seen. And when that happens, there's a transformation that starts to happen that they go from procrastination to buying. You see, it does. We haven't even got the product yet, but he's already in his mind going to buy something. Why? Because I didn't tell him what the problem was. He discovered what the problem was. He liked me. He's seeing that we're going to have some solutions here in a little bit. But when we make him part of that attic inspection. And he gets to see with his own eyes, record the data on his own. And then after we get done with that inspection, we all sit down together and take a look. And they get to determine how much life they have left in this roof. And Mary says, well, I don't see where we have any life. I see that we need to do something right away. Now, maybe Bob didn't want to spend the money right away, but she's more emotional than Bob hearing about these problems. And he says, well, I don't necessarily think we need to do it right away. And she says, well, I do. You see, when you think about somebody's roof and you can get them thinking about this protects their castle. Doesn't matter how big their castle is, it's their castle. When, that, when they think about that roof protecting them, when they think about water coming inside, when they think about water leaking into the attic and it gets absorbed in the insulation, whether it comes through the drywall or not, they've got a problem, a huge problem. They've got molds starting to grow up dirty. They already have a warm attic with a medium that can grow mold that mold can live on like the wood. They have a big, huge problem. And when they can understand what those problems are, they start getting emotional about them. So involving the customer is absolutely necessary. You know, I like, like to get people involved. And, and I do a couple of different things that that takes us what I call a grassroots. And one of the things that I do is, is what I've labeled an upfront contract. And it really was a way that I could let people know that I was really different than every other salesperson. You may know this by some other title, but an upfront contract is when I get done with survey, to say, you know, Bob and Mary, when I get done with a presentation such as this, I get one of three responses. The first response is yes, and you know what, I, I like to get a yes, everybody likes to get a yes. And the second one that I get is no. And I have to tell you, I don't like a no as much as I like a yes, but it, it's fine. It doesn't necessarily bother me. It's the third one that really bothers me. And the third one is, well, Frank, we're going to need to think about it. And, you know, folks, I understand and appreciate everybody's decision making process if that's really what they had to do. But the reality is this I get the feeling that they're afraid of hurting my feelings. Like it's going to matter whether they give me the truth, yes or no, and they kind of have to sugarcoat it and say, we need some time to think about it. Folks, I want you to know something here. You're not going to hurt my feelings. When we're done with this presentation, it'll be clear to you, do you want to take the next step with the solution or that you don't? And if we could just be honest with each other, folks, would you be honest with me? And they'll say yes. Would you be honest with me and just let me know simply, yes, we'd like to take the next step, or no, we don't have an interest in taking the next step, whatever that is. Would that be okay? And they say, well, sure. And then, folks, there's one other thing. If I find out a metal roof isn't right for you, is it okay that I say to you, a metal roof isn't going to benefit you or a metal roof shouldn't be put on here? Would that be okay if I was just honest with you? Because I'm not interested in you spending any money that isn't absolutely necessary. Would that be okay if I was honest with you too? And they'll say, yes. Fantastic. We're going to have a good time here today, folks. My only goal here is to help you and give you good factual information that's going to help you with your decision for if and when you ever decide you want to do something with your roof. Fair enough? And they say fair enough. You see, a good salesperson will sell irregardless of the product. The product only helps you with conviction. The difference between A good salesperson and a con man is the product. Folks, practice your craft. What you do in private will be rewarded in public. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Let's Be Frank. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at MetalRoofingConsultants.com. And by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at IsaiahIndustries.com. Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, copyright 2023.